ready. Yeah, this Let's is the drug this. episode. So is this the drug episode? Get ready. Yeah. Yep. I don't care about drugs. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, this is Six Degrees of Rumination with your hosts, Reno Gorman, Nina Boyd, and the goddamn fucking producer, Mike. Well, I uh, half expected you to introduce yourself first. No. With that energy. That's that's really not how that works. I'm not a host. I'm a producer. I just talk a lot more than most producers. So what do you want? Yeah. If you could just kind of tune it. No. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So this this episode 96 is going to be mostly about. uh, Hang on. Hang on. I just got a notification from Instagram that Reno Gorman has started a live video. (gasps) Oh, Reno Gorman. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So if you're listening to this right now, go check your Instagram to see if it's happening right now. It's because it is. (laughs) (laughs) No. um, So in this episode, we're going to be talking about um, drugs and consciousness and depression. And uh, yeah, that's, that's about it. Yeah. And caffeine. Caffeine is a drug. Caffeine is an acceptable drug, unlike the other ones drugs. you want to talk about. These Caffeine's the best drug. Caffeine uh, is a socially approved. Yes. I could go for some caffeine right now. I know. Caffeine would be great. Some of these other drugs would be really great, too. It'd make for a way better podcast, I'll tell you what. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> um, especially with this first one. Um, you can microdose uh, mushrooms with this new uh, nasal spray that they developed in Jamaica. You, that that's right. Legit. Yeah, you I'm can take a nasal that. spray and snort mushrooms in a microdosed uh, way. What's the deal with microdosing again? What's the deal? Okay, <laughs> what's the deal with <laughs> microdosing? It doesn't even get you high. <laughs> um, okay, so normally with like mushrooms, you might eat like half an eighth of an ounce or an eighth of an ounce, and yeah. you get high enough that you start tripping like people would notice if you had that much yeah like you'd be acting weird yeah yeah okay yeah yeah um and you might be high for six hours seven hours eight hours okay you know it kind of like crests up into like a peak and then it slowly dies down uh, like a mushroom shaped arc if you will if you will i will and well, i should yeah. do coke coke doesn't last that long yeah. yeah coke is more like a spike i've never coke done is shaped coke. like a grain of sand yeah coke's just like <laughs> bam done so with the idea with microdosing is you can take uh like like a tenth or even a less of that of okay. a dose but so like, like imagine like if you took like any prescription drug and like took like 20 pills instead of just one, like you'd probably get fucked up. Yeah. Or you'd right. die. Right. As per Are the directions you suggesting on this? most of the boxes. No, no. What Why I'm saying not? is like we take, we're used to taking mushrooms and psychedelics. We're used to taking it to that level where yeah. it gives you this trip. Well, what happens when you take such a small dose that it doesn't get you high? Yeah. I've heard that it makes you like more creative or whatever. Makes you more creative. People say that it makes you a little bit calmer and just happier and um mellower or yeah just kind of a different uh different vibe different mindset but it's Lame. like it's like preferable to prescription drugs that do the same thing because it's more well, natural like, or well because like a lot of prescription drugs like you're getting like a small measured dose yeah you're not taking like 10 times that to get fucked up like you could take robitassum right yeah and you could drink the whole bottle and you'd be in a drunken stupor but yeah. like that's not how you use Robitassum. Do we you have can any robitassum use, on us? You might be able to use mushrooms in a way that's not just like getting intoxicatedly high. Yeah, but you can. Balls. I mean, you can take like drugs that we consider prescription drugs to have like like as a mood booster or something like that. Like people yeah. do it all the time. Yeah. But like I've heard people say this is preferable to that. Like kind of you know. Yeah. They're, yeah. They're, um, like the heart, like psychoactive kind of drug that you could you know. 
Yeah, so um, there's been a lot of research into mushrooms, LSD, and uh, MDMA. Yeah. And these drugs, when done in a good setting with um, a psychiatrist or a doctor or a therapist and done with smaller doses or sometimes not done with smaller doses, um, they can have really profound effects on people's depression or anxiety or addiction. And it can change their lives like forever. Like a lot of people have very spiritual experiences, very mystic experiences with these psychedelics. And they're like, and it can be, and sometimes they're they're They can be intense or confusing or overwhelming when you take a large dose or, yeah. in, or in a weird setting. So if you do a microdose, it, the, the, the theory goes like, you know, you have a little more control and you can just kind of go about your day and not be like disoriented and, and yeah. Yeah. And losing your mind and questioning the fabric of space time, but just, you know, <laughs> coloring things a little bit better like, <laughs> when yeah. you make art or something okay so um apparently mushrooms are legal in jamaica mike does not like this for some reason yeah why why are you, I mean, why are we getting the fart seems noise like it, yeah take the whole dose you fucking pussy <laughs> okay well like if Reno just explained why that wouldn't be necessary in every situation because a lot of people are too scared to take acid they think they're going to lose their mind yeah or have like a schizophrenic break but like yeah yeah. <laughs> so if you yeah. take like one tenth of that or like one twentieth of that, there's like no possibility of that. Look, happening. go hard or go home. All right. Just fucking take the drug or fucking be straight. Oh, we'll talk about that here in a sec. But first, yeah, stop. Focus on the podcast, I, Nina. You're pointing at cats sitting on a bag. I'm excited about her. We're talking about people pussing out over doses. Like, come on, yeah, man. Come on, okay. Podcast. When was the last time you dropped acid or mushrooms? No, nah, it's been a while. But when I did it, I took the whole fucking thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have never done that. I'm yeah. not interested. The last, I mean, I'm not life life changing mystic experiences that can change I've your perception on reality and make you more creative. Like, the last, nah, nah, I don't, I don't, so, want nah, I don't need any of that. No, no. So I, the last time I've done anything was weed, if mm-hmm. anything, and that was fucked out like 13 years ago. You did weed 13 years ago. I did. I smoked some weed 13 <laughs> more. That, and and you're unemployed during a pandemic, stuck at home doing. Well, when you're trying what? to find a job, when you're in between work, the last thing you do mm-hmm. is take Schedule One narcotics. A lot of the yeah, a lot of the jobs you'd be looking is not at a drug, would be. Okay? I don't say. <laughs> I agree with you. I don't think it's yeah. a drug. Yeah, Unfortunately, when you pee into a cup and a cup and they take a test and look for things, that's one of the things they look for. I would prefer to be clean going into new work. This is true. A lot of places hiring right now in the middle of a pandemic. You get Uh, get a lot of. One day things are going to come back together. A little bit longer than the pandemic has been going on. Yeah. I mean, yes, correct. Right now, I probably don't have a whole lot going on. Do you know how long shrooms or acid stays in your system? No, I I wasn't big on it. It wasn't that much. I didn't. I didn't. I was a. I was big. My main drug of choice, first and foremost, has always been caffeine. alcohol. Oh, no! I mean, mm. don't get me wrong, dude. Caffeine has done wonders in my. That's stuff. the only one I like. But I don't really. It's consider- only one you've tried. Yeah, I know. That, for real. <laughs> I'll stick with it. I, I like them all. Success yeah. done. You've had. You have alcohol. Like that's a drug. Oh uh, yeah. I mean, I, uh, well, I've never been drunk though. So. Uh, caffeine, I don't consider that like. I mean, I guess it's a drug. Mike, I guess. If caffeine anyone is a drug. should admit that it's a drug, it's you. When you used to have twelve cups of coffee. Whatever. No, that's. <laughs> I mean, go you home, I guess, macro right? dosed that a, shit. Was yeah. a, hey, no one can call me a pussy. Anyway, <laughs> alcohol was my favorite getting fucked up kind of drug. Next in line to that was cocaine. And weed was like a distant, distant third. 
Yeah. And I didn't do a whole lot of coke. Do you, Dave, like mushrooms and acid are just like a completely different thing. It's not it like weed. It's not like, yeah. it's not like caffeine at all. It's not like mm. alcohol. It's really hard to, ex- to, it was an experience. And for the most part, I was very uncomfortable during it. It can be, yeah, it can be yeah. uncomfortable at times. So like, I think, uh, being in a good setting, like I think being out in nature and just being able to walk around and hike around is like on the edge of a cliff or right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the cliff of your mind. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. But anyways, um, so apparently mushrooms are legal in Jamaica. I did not know this. Legal or Yeah, illegal? I'm not surprised. Legal. Really? Yeah. yeah. And so they were experimenting with it um, there, and they found a way to make it into a nasal spray. So you can take very, very small hits, and it hits you pretty fast. It lasts for about 45 minutes. People say it tastes good, smells good, feels pleasant. Yeah, it it's a good. mellow effect. It's a nice sensation. Um, you could, I mean, if I'm imagining if you wanted to, you could just keep on snorting and snorting right. and snorting and snorting bottom. until or you like, could, like spray you it on work your, pizza your way up or something. If you want to have <laughs> work your way flavor. up to the big boy level. Exactly. Yeah. Or you could just crack it open and just, ah, God, but yeah. Or you could just go buy mushrooms if you're in Jamaica. You're right. Why would you even, yeah. Need those in Jamaica. I would, you know what? I mean, I, I know I was talking shit earlier, but because of my experience on it, uh-huh. maybe a microdose would be more interesting. Like you probably wouldn't even, you wouldn't even notice. You wouldn't have the uncomfortableness of it. Yeah. Like if you're if you're not used to being fucked up in that way. Yeah. Like that's I'm not used to being fucked up in that way. Like I can handle an alcohol drunkenness. I can handle a cocaine hit. That the psycho the psychedelic stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's a little bit weirder for me. Yeah, it's a little weirder. Yeah. If you're if you got a good group of friends and you keep it silly, you keep I it light. That. I it's had that. It's the still, best. Yeah, I it's had because that. you don't like yeah. imagination. True. Imagination. <laughs> True, but that's the thing. You're afraid of your own like. You yeah, know. and uh, like uh, I I want to call I want. There's no fear here. I just don't like it. Um. <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing. I had the comfortable group of friends. I had the people I could trust. It still didn't work for me. So I don't know. Maybe a microdose would probably be a little bit, yeah. bit more interesting to try one day. You, you, just, you just put your foot in the water and be like, oh, yeah. it's not so bad. And then, and then you put your leg in and then you go swimming in the pool of psychedelics. Yeah. And then Maybe that's it. Instead of, of taking the whole dose, I should have worked my way up. Should. These people are still pussies, though. Yeah. These next uh, group of people are not pussies. Um, oh my God, the, this. We've got um, a few stories. This one's um, an article from Vice um, from just a couple months ago. Um, it's about what happens if you accidentally take too much acid, because most people don't purposely take too much acid. Or do you, like, so, go ahead. Okay, so yeah. background for, for acid. Uh, it often either comes uh, in liquid form, like in a little like visine little dropper thing, and you can take like a drop, maybe two drops, or it comes like on pre-soaked blotter papers that are cut into small squares, like maybe one ninth of a postage stamp. Wow! Watch okay. SLC Punk. Yes. Yeah. Put that on your tongue. An hour later, you're tripping. Okay. Um, it's an incredibly potent drug. So like a single drop is usually plenty for someone or two drops is plenty you weigh it out it's less than a milligram it's like one tenth of a milligram and that's like a 12 hour trip too like that's it, not, it could be yeah. yeah six eight ten twelve hours um yeah, depending how no, strong if you take two or three of those doses um so like an ounce or like if you took like a pound of acid that would be enough for a pound of acid right like one pound God. of acid that'd be enough for like thousands upon thousands of people yeah um an ounce 
of acid would be enough for like hundreds or thousands of people. So it's a, it's a very potent drug. A drop will do. It's a little dab will do you. So um, um, in 2000 in Canada, there is a party of 20 people and they mix some water or they mix some acid and water, right? So imagine like taking some drops and pouring it in there. Yeah. Well, um, they, they had a decimal... Uh, oh, error. God. So they took 10 times as much as they thought. So math is important. Math is important, especially when working Scientific with that metric system. Everything. <laughs> Had they been using, you know, like <laughs> one billionth of a gallon, maybe they would have yeah. done better. But nope, they went with the uh, the leader no. system. So um, you had 20 people there, all took about 10 hits of acid, and they were fucked up for 12 hours. Um, do, 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 do. Yeah, but that fucked up is way. Like you, you could have one drop last you twelve hours, but it's not as intense as what they just received. It's not, it's not the same twelve hour high. No, yeah, it's, it's fucking close. Yeah, dude. it's like exponentially. Yeah, har- hardcore. Fuck. Again, if you've never done psychedelics, it's kind of hard to maybe understand. But uh, this is bad, people. <laughs> this is bad. This is bad. This is not good, Mav. Try to explain it for people who haven't done this. Um, like, imagine I'm a. At that level, it'd be like waking up in a dream, and but not being able to control it, but it being very, very real, but still being a dream. Like, so it'd be uh, like watching Waking Life. For no reason, saying. like you would watch this wall <laughs> right here kind of like just maybe melt away. Yeah, okay. And it's not just like what you see or hear is different. You know, like things are a little yeah. like washy and like colors really vibrant. Like your mind just thinks very, very differently. It's hard mm-hmm. to understand. You to know how your dreams are really fucking weird sometimes? Sometimes. Yeah. Okay. They, that could be a possibility. Mm-hmm. Like it's, and like he said, it's not, it's not a lucid dream. Yeah. You can't control what you're seeing. Okay. Hmm. So anyways, yeah. just, uh, again, think, uh, or, uh, so there's these 20 people they accidentally took. 10 hits of acid. Um, one was a 15 year old girl oh, no. with bipolar. Oh God. Um, that was a recipe for disaster. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. for, so for the next six hours, her behavior became erratic. She lay on the floor in the fetal position, tightly clenching her arms. Her friends thought she was having a seizure and called an ambulance. Although no one was sure if she was actually seizing. Oh, they narked Lo- on themselves. Lost consciousness or it was just lost in an overwhelming experience. Oh God. They narked on themselves. Yeah. So the next morning, her father visited her in the hospital. She told her dad it's over. And he thought he meant the acid trip, but she clarified that no, her bipolar illness um, was cured. It was gone. A week later, still no bipolar. And the doctors followed her for years, for two decades, and she never experienced another bipolar episode ever again. that's interesting. It's like a weird reorganization of your brain. Hmm. Well, okay, which so, side won? Like, that. What did the good side win? Or no, the other that's side not win? what it's like with bipolar disorder. It's a very like misleading name. I'm pretty sure somebody thinks there's a good side and bad side when it comes to people. But it's not okay. Well, but anyway, Reno, you're a Gemini. Tell us about this. <laughs> <laughs> Astrology's bullshit. Oh, um, my God. So, so there's and there's just a couple other stories that I'll kind of go through because some of them are. are uh, pretty funny so that's pretty fucking interesting uh, right. no, i wonder yeah, if she yeah. thought like her time with the you know i don't know tripping on the drug was worth getting rid of bipolar disorder right like, like that, do you think she remembered her um experience um maybe um some of these other people could not remember okay. their experience they so were, it would be worth it yeah i guess well, um, i mean i mean i think it'd be worth it. like one one bad night for 20 years of like no peace of mind yeah, yeah. like, 20, you, years like of peace of mind yeah i don't know anybody who is bipolar that thinks it's good 
No, like, I they're know. not like God. Oh, yeah, I'm so glad no, I'm bipolar. I know. I'm it's just wondering if she. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm wondering if she was like traumatized by her experience, or if she forgot. But if she's if yeah. she's traumatized, then she'd be triggered, and she'd have episodes of like she might have more bipolar episodes, yeah. right? Like so, while it might have been, and I guess in a way, me like traumatic, like obviously it's not that traumatizing because she, otherwise she, you know, she'd be experiencing some I'm, bipolar I'm curious stuff. how she knew so definitively that it was over so soon after that experience dude when you're tripping like you know the answers to the universe right it <laughs> just everything true. just makes sense and, and I was just not having it when I was tripping so no I didn't get any answers to the universe maybe you, need to, maybe you just need to go harder Mike it's like this other person in 2015 I'm 46- not trying to cure bipolarism okay just saying she wasn't trying to either it just happened yeah so this other story 46 year old woman um, we'll call her CB um, she snorted a line of white powder thinking it was cocaine about 15 minutes oh later she realized uh that she inhaled a stash of lsd hmm. such a waste also because right. you know so, someone was planning to use that among uh, uh, like uh, uh, many so people <laughs> like if you okay so i don't know, like a little dime bag of any kind of powder that weighs what like half a gram or something or this gram? isn't liquid form either right so like again like one one tenth of a milligram, one ten thousandth of a gram is enough to get you high. And she snorted a giant line of this stuff. <laughs> Go harder. Oh right. God. So it might have been somewhere like around like 500 hits, give uh, or take. Jesus. Imagine taking like one drink and like, okay, I think I know what alcohol is like. You take two, you take three, and then all of a sudden you accidentally take 500 drinks. <laughs> like, accidentally. Blast off, right? So, yeah. um, and like almost never do you come across acid that's not in liquid or blotter form. So it's easy to understand why she confused that. She said that uh, she's tripping for 34 hours. 34 hours? Which to me sounds like not that long at all. I've heard of people tripping longer than that. Well. On far less. But. I guess. I mean, this um, is like a concentrated yeah, hit. When, so. At least for me, when I was tripping, like time was a very different concept 34 hours could feel like 34 days yeah. Yeah. yeah she said that the first 12 hours were hellish she mostly blacked out and vomited frequently while being looked over by her roommate the next 12 hours after that she said quote unquote felt pleasantly high she mostly sat in a chair <laughs> frothing at the mouth occasionally vocalizing random words and, and vomiting frequently. frequently that does sound pleasant <laughs> i could imagine that. slightly pleasant yeah but like you see pleasant in the dictionary and just describes this experience yeah, frothing at the mouth sure. frothing at the mouth vomiting uncontrolled <laughs> i'm having a great time <laughs> no, God, no it's so terrible it's a nice little light buzz <laughs> right let me unwind after a hard day at work <laughs> this is so pleasant <laughs> but look okay her history though maybe it makes sense why she would feel that way um like um she had a history of frothing at the mouth no no, no. <laughs> like she no she had she had lyme disease for yeah. seven years and she was on morphine every day yeah and so when she um then about 10 hours after that the drug wore off and her chronic pain had disappeared her addiction to morphine that she used to treat mm. lyme disease was gone yeah for the most part but after about five days um the pain came back and she got she started taking smaller doses of morphine 
and she started microdosing with LSD. And um, <laughs> a few years later, she was able to kick her morphine habit. Do you think she ever accidentally like didn't microdose LSD? She was like, oh man, more cocaine. Let me try this <laughs> <laughs> Can't so wait we, to froth at the mouth. So I guess my question is, and this is relatively serious, is what are we doing research-wise into the benefits of LSD then? If LSD and such as hardcore dose has the ability to cure things like this like i guess cure bipolarism mm-hmm. is that the bi, bipolar bipolar disorder bipolar disorder yeah like it cures bipolar disorder it takes care of like an addiction so to speak mm-hmm. like you know like whatever addiction you have like i have an addictive personality there's no, there's a reason why i smoke two and a half packs a day mm-hmm. no <laughs> yeah. lsd <laughs> no shit god but that's the thing it's just like well so what kind of research is being done into the positive effects i guess so to speak yeah so um like i said earlier like they're only like recently um has the is it the dea or fda um yeah of the u.s government uh permitted some very limited psychedelic research with mushrooms and acid and mdma which is molly or ecstasy that's the thing that's hard is like you have the fda approved stuff on like yeah. certain things and usually not like herbal supplements and stuff like that because yeah, who but knows we've why seen what the fda approves okay yeah they, they kind of suck it's hard because like a lot of people don't want to take a medicine that's not fda approved and it's hard to sell it on a regular market and stuff like that and i don't know i think i think you're going to see a lot of are going to be biased against this I think especially kind of treatment. you're going to see a big difference with that with Gen Xers, Millennials and Zoomers or whatever the fuck the new generation is called like yeah. they're going to be a little bit more open to <clears throat> not your traditional treatments and stuff like that no I know yeah, but so, it still has to get like government funding to. they're to not going to usually... care as much about the FDA though That's the, I guess that's the difference no it's but like in like... order to like really research it well yeah, so they're like, going to need money yeah uh, I think in the past year or two, like um, mushrooms has been hailed and and MDMA have been hailed as like these super um, therapeutic um, ways for to acutely treat um, trauma and depression and addiction. And um, but I mean, the I think the U.S. government and the man, you know, just uh, doesn't want us to open up our minds and right. uh, are slowing things down. But like, it's it's pretty hard to deny with more and more research that's leaking out that it's has a profound effect on the human psyche like that's undeniable that it has a profound effect on the human psyche especially when it's done in a controlled setting and with the intention of aiding someone with yeah depression just or like anxiety <laughs> if you're just hanging out with joe schmo in the forest then like yeah maybe you have a good time but you're like your depression isn't necessarily cured right but you know, you get to listen to lots of groovy tunes and laugh your face off. But if there's a long-term benefit, that, I guess that's yeah. the thing. If there's a long, like, like, yeah. adi- like so many people suffer with some form of an addiction. Mm-hmm. If this somehow reprograms that part of their mind, that part of their brain that requires them to be addicted to that substance. What, I mean, well, I don't know. I mean, unless we can go down the conspiracy theory of big pharmaceuticals not wanting that because they want them addicted to painkillers and all that other kind of shit like well, that. That keeps the money flowing. Yeah. But if they can find a way to make LSD and all these other things as expensive and like reap their correct amount of profits. Yeah. So it doesn't cost anything right now except whatever well, the street it costs, value is. I mean, sometimes they're expensive. Yeah. Like, you know. Yeah. I mean, like you're yeah. going to spend 15, 20 bucks or so on your session. Exactly. I mean, imagine if you could buy a case of beer and like that case of beer like would cure your 
yeah. your anxiety or, or just give you like a mind blowing. Alcohol does cure anxiety right now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So there's one more, um, uh, a story in here then we can kind of switch gears this one happened in 1972 and it was published in the western journal of medicine there was uh, four men and four women each snorted two lines of white powder that they thought was cocaine <laughs> it was not it was acid um it's fucking coke addicts yeah. fucking trailblazing so trailblazing new research they <laughs> It's hard to tell how much acid they took, but it's somewhere between about 260 to 2,000 hits each. Wide range. 10 minutes later, they all end up in the emergency room. (laughs) Five were comatose, while the others were extremely hyperactive with severe visual and auditory hallucinations. Three patients stopped breathing and needed to be put on ventilation machines, and others' symptoms included diarrhea, vomiting, bleeding, blood clots, and fever. And they're thinking oh. the cocaine might have had something to do with some of that. Cause yeah. Yeah, because they also took that. Could you imagine not being able to breathe while shitting yourself? I mean, you wouldn't be able to smell it, so that's fine. Always look on the bright <laughs> side of life. <laughs> All right. Um, Monty Python? No? No, I've seen it once. Yeah, that's another... I don't yeah, understand. Not not into yeah. it. D- don't understand. I don't understand the, why he's so against watching oh, Monty Python. I thought yeah. you said you don't understand Monty Python. I'm like, what? No, I, I mean some of it's funny. I don't think it's all genius, but it's British. It's, yeah. <laughs> if you listen to episode 95, <laughs> if you right. want my take on Monty, those are the things that are made in Britain. Yeah. yeah. I come Monty from Python. that country. I don't give a shit. I'll talk shit. Fuck them. Yeah. British makes. The Britons make great uh, tea. No, they mm-hmm. don't. Comedy and plasma fusion. I'll make you a fucking <laughs> That's all I'm saying. You like Earl Grey? You really like that shit. I, I mean, I'll drink it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's not yeah. my I cup like of tea. Earl Grey. Oh, oh my God. It's and not. Mike, you love Earl Grey. I'm English. I can get away with bullshit. <laughs> you're not English. Yeah. Wait, wait. I am English. I don't get what your argument is here. Earl Grey is good or not good? That's it. I, that's it. That's my heritage: English, Irish, Scottish, he's, and French. Actually, I have a little bit of that bullshit in me too. Well, he's French dodging the terrible. question. Do you like yeah. Earl, Grey, Earl yeah. Grey or not? As much as a British person likes anything, we don't have taste buds. <laughs> I don't understand. Like, okay. Dodging the question. Yeah, have you two exactly. taste? Have you ever had our food? It blows. Your food or the British food? Yeah, same thing. <laughs> no, no, your food is not British food. <laughs> no, you've got Oreos and potato chips. So this is the most whole, American no. food I've ever you guys. <laughs> I did not buy the Oreos. No, I did not partaking in the Oreos. Right. Or oh, you got the pork rinds. So. You got to exactly. like microdose the Oreos. I know what the fuck's up. <laughs> <laughs> Just have a little crumb. Um, yeah. Well, I think it's important to note that all eight of those people survived, which is what I was wondering. Yeah, and the, uh, there's been no recorded or known um, fatality from overdosing from acid. They think it would be... So they're all immortal now? <laughs> they think that it would be somewhere like, I think I saw, what was it, around like 500 hits? Or was it 200 hits? That would be... Mm-hmm. The, uh, well, it's hard to do that accidentally. What about the myth? I mean, of... not really. I mean, like if you. I had guess a... if you were a coke addict and you thought it was, I don't know. What a, there is that there's always that thing. Like if you take too much acid, it causes you to go mentally insane. And then maybe you'll just kill yourself. Or yeah. Like, yeah. you're considered maybe. mentally insane if you've taken so much acid in your lifetime. Hmm. Yeah, I like think the, I think I that's that more of like, more of like a yeah. more like a of a wives' tale though. Exactly. To be honest, I mean, like if you have someone who's already got some underlying mental issues or you know extreme stress or nervous breakdown, and you feed them a hundred hits acid or like the trip acid every other day for a year, like yeah, like that could fuck you up. Just like if you fucking smoke meth for a fucking year, like 
that might fuck you up for quite a while. Um, I, I know this guy. He lives on the side of the road. It doesn't seem mm-hmm. to fuck with him. Right? No, he's still uh, around. You think he lives on the side of the road, man. That's just his hologram. <laughs> Go listen to 95 and Still Alive. Right. It's a great We're going to refer to it, I think, the whole, this episode. Yeah. Somehow, yeah. I'll touch just, it. Just stop listening to this episode right now. Right. Just, yeah, just save yourself some time. Go back. <laughs> Um, so that concludes our psychedelic portion of this uh, episode. Yeah. Now and on to... to buckle down to socially approved drugs mm-hmm. like caffeine. Now, I think this is actually an interesting question because we were talking earlier about how like some of us have done some things. I've never been drunk. I've never been like high or any of that stuff. But I think it'd be hard to look at caffeine and, and be like, what's the equivalent of being drunk on caffeine? Or like high anxiety, on caffeine. jitters. Yeah, yeah. But like, at what point do you feel like you guys would be like so, incapacitated I mean, by caffeine? I've got like, some like I thermogenics think... that you can try out if you want to know what that's like. What are thermogenics? Basically, they're real. They're like gnarly caffeine pills. Why do you have those? Because they promote <laughs> weight loss. You have those and you're using them? I used them before. Reno. I, oh my god. No. <laughs> Why are you looking at me? I don't know. I Say something to, do to him. You know about drugs. I don't give a fuck what he thinks. I'm British. I don't listen to anybody. I'm British, but take caffeine pills. <laughs> caffeine pills and tea. I tried the Earl Grey. It didn't work. Um, caffeine pills and potatoes. Like, I don't think I've ever had more than maybe like three cups of coffee or the equivalent of that yeah. much caffeine. Like, I don't think I've had four or more. Remember, I've heard of people taking like like four shots of espresso and then four more and the, you know like that, yeah that's like that exhausting. seems like a fucking heart attack and just anxiety it's city it, it depends on the person it really does like, yeah because uh, like yeah. a lot of drugs yeah last year i was drinking nine to twelve cups a day yeah mike is the expert of the three of us of how much caffeine you can consume and how you'll feel i'm at like two cups a day now all right well, so obviously now, yeah. it's not a big deal yeah uh, but I was doing that incredibly stressful schedule where it was just like I was mm-hmm. getting only like three or four hours of sleep and basically working the rest of the time. Yeah, but yeah. And so I mean, it's like I was just kind of a, like zombified and st- but still needing caffeine. Um, was it mood altering? There were times where my anger flared up. It was up. definitely mood altering. <laughs> yeah, you were you. so irritable like all yeah, the time. But I was, it's but hard. It's hard more. to like separate that from like your actual like situation at work yeah that was the thing it's like one just kind of helped out the other like that's a, that was kind of the well point. i don't it was, know if helped is the right word all right like, fine help. influenced yeah, yeah well, right it like, was all terrible it was a symbiotic relationship right like so basically i was stressed out and i was on caffeine so if i wasn't angry because of stress i was angry because i had this drunk ability the whole entire time yeah. that basically put me into overdrive yeah. yeah. Well, well, I mean, the thing is, it wasn't. It didn't feel like I had extra pep in my step after a certain point. It just was like, no, just I'm just functioning. Yeah. 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 There wasn't like it was, and if I didn't have it, then I stopped functioning correctly. Yeah, which is like an addict. Yeah. And uh, when I right, I mean, yeah, like that's what. <laughs> yeah, and when I stopped, like when I when I no longer worked at my last job that was requiring me to do those crazy fucking hours. Like, I would say the first two weeks, like, there was a withdrawal period there. Like, yeah. you didn't oh, see yeah. it. You oh, didn't, because yeah. you went to work. You didn't see it. But there were days where I would just sit on the couch raging for no reason because I You just sat there but that's frothing a, at the mouth. <laughs> no. Like, I, <laughs> saying like, incoherent syllables. But that's the thing. It's like, you. I went from having 12, like, anywhere 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, sometimes 13 cups of coffee a day. Yeah. To all of a sudden realizing, I don't have to do that. I shouldn't be doing that. And only having one or two. Yeah. 
Yeah, and microdosing. Like, and that's the thing. It's like I did. It wasn't like. <laughs> and, and that's the thing. The same thing the way I was with smoking. It was, I had the realization. It went from twelve cups a day to two cups a day. The next day. Yeah, although I'd say with smoking, it's okay to with just some, cut it out entirely. Like you don't need. I didn't go. Have a cigarette I didn't go breakfast. twelve seven five two. Yeah. I went twelve two. So yeah. my body was just like, "Yo, fuck face, we're missing something here." Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, well, I, there were sweats involved. There were there, not as bad as it was with smoking. Within like, I would say three or four days, I was fine. Yeah, I guess I didn't see that because you and I were on different work schedules. Exactly. You started so early and came home while I was still at work. What are the withdrawal symptoms of of withdrawing from uh, caffeine? So Mad there's headache. well, yeah. there are some. I think so. This article um, is about this guy uh, Michael Pollan who wrote a book about his like three months away from caffeine and all the things he experienced and he researched some other stuff as well not just his own personal experience but like one of the withdrawal symptoms is loss of confidence which i thought was interesting so i wonder how much confidence loss you experienced because he raging on the couch right yeah he didn't how confident were you (laughs) you're throwing temper tantrums He didn't At go slash from, on the couch. That wasn't the like thought that was crossing my mind. <laughs> like he had a regular amount of coffee and then he decided to have no caffeine at all. He didn't go from like 12 cups a day to like no caffeine for three months. So I feel like your experience would be different than his was. I had a big headache. Now, yeah. here's the thing about loss of confidence. I don't know anything about that because I'm kind of an egotist. I knew that bag. that was going to be his answer. Yeah. You yeah. probably had loss well, of confidence. Well, he still drinks a lot of coffee. But overshot it. Yeah, yeah. right. I, but that's yeah I didn't cut it out completely like I still have one or two cups a day but it's one or two cups it's not like I'm fucking down in coffee on a regular basis like I had coffee this morning that's it yeah I haven't had any since I had like two and a half cups of coffee this morning yeah. usually that's like my weekend amount but now it's like this working from home is like this weird weekend-ish kind of feel you know yeah I suffer but like on the weekdays I have one maybe yeah. two I suffered real big okay. headaches, and I could like my body. I could felt the cravings, which pissed me off. Mm-hmm. It reminded me a lot of when I quit smoking, but not nearly as intense. Yeah, I'm sure it wouldn't be, but. And I don't know. Like I said, I was over it in like three days, four days, maybe a week total. Well, that's good. I mean, I think it yeah. takes some people a lot longer, but you quit smoking much quicker than most people do or even like attempt to i it, i had a lot of failed attempts with quitting smoking yeah but like you... there was, it's just the, the last attempt happened to stick because right. i always tried just cold turkey i never did fucking patches or anything like that well in this guy who wrote the book like his whole thing was he quit caffeine cold turkey and like reno pointed out you still kept drinking just like less coffee but you had it right. every day he quit at cold turkey and he experienced that loss of confidence but one of the interesting things he pointed out was like when you have coffee just like a regular amount and then like you go to bed whatever and then you wake up and you haven't had it in your system for a bit and so you don't feel like yourself until you have the cup of coffee and as a society we're all sort of like oh yeah morning time it's coffee time it's fine but like when you drink the coffee in the morning you're not just experiencing like ah it tastes good and i feel alert you're experiencing the the suppression of your withdrawal symptoms from not having it even in that brief like eight hours of sleep you know that's is that and that's like a a typical thing yeah Yeah, exactly but i think it's just important to point out like we view coffee as like this i don't know breakfast food but caffeine is still a drug and you have to think about it that way you know i don't think a lot of people get addicted to it um in the same way you're addicted to like meth or something but you know people do rely on it you gotta have it like i've i 
was on uh, tea for a long time, but I just started drinking coffee again since like August. So, um, and I've been drinking coffee like almost every night, every day. And like when I don't drink coffee, like I'm very sluggish. I can't get my ass in gear. I can't focus as well. And then like I have my cup of coffee. I'm like, okay, now I'm, I feel normal again, but like rewind a year ago, drink a cup of coffee and I'm like zooming. Like it feels like I'm like high. Yeah. Like yeah, a, I remember you said that because speed. you hadn't had yeah. a lot. Yeah, coffee yeah. is definitely that drug where it's at, the more you have it, the less you feel the effect of it. Like yeah. it just it, like it. The only thing you feel is not getting up to where you need to be. Yeah, that's it. Well, it's that's a, like a lot of yeah. But the other interesting thing about caffeine and how it works is like it has. I guess it has a long half life and a long quarter life. So if you drink coffee, like but what even about if you, a long eighth life? Or 16th life? Those no? also, yeah. Not so much. Oh. Their eighth life is like a quarter life. Wow. No. That's impressive. I don't know. That's inaccurate. But like, even if you have coffee, like you finish it before <laughs> noon, you still have some caffeine in your system around midnight, which mm-hmm. most people would be asleep by then. And so the caffeine also affects your ability to have deep sleep, which is different than REM sleep. Um, it's like the time when you're like so deep asleep that you're not even dreaming or anything like that. And you're brain waves are just kind of like resyncing themselves and like you know getting on the same page like when you're like cleaning up a hard no, drive no i don't like that comparison it's so stupid <laughs> well, i like that? this Let's one do better this. i like this how about we no, don't do drink like coffee the... this weekend and no. see what happens no are you kidding we're stuck in the house it's all lame exactly we're stuck in the house this is the time this is the time we drop acid stop you coffee. and i just I'm down. Oh, drop acid okay. no <laughs> i'm not signing this. up for that shit all right the acid you, will keep you up you don't need coffee i want co- yeah. but i like the taste acid tastes you can fun. buy decaffeinated no i'm sure co- it does put on. some acid, acid in your coffee That's acid tastes like water we you could buy we could buy decaffeinated coffee no yeah no, I don't want to do try this. this. I would love. Look, to... I don't do any drugs. I want my coffee. You haven't done any. You drugs are yet. doing drugs. <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah you... don't take away this one that everyone likes. Okay, <laughs> I, let me finish I my. Say, I, I'm in. I'm. I'm. Okay, gonna, you, you guys have fun with your stupid experiment. I'm not I'll be over dr- there drinking coffee. Starting Saturday morning, I'm not going to have any coffee. Yeah. All right. Uh oh, Reno, witness. We'll do like a call-in uh, podcast and do like a live. A live over the phone <laughs> interview the phone with uh, caffeine-less producer Mike and see what happens. Yeah, he's going to be raging on the couch. All right, Fit, what were you going to say about okay. caffeine? Two yeah. cups a day, okay. I'm not going to rage. Here, okay, I know, but look. <laughs> Mike inter- smash! <laughs> it interferes with your sleep cycle in a, in a way that we don't really pick up on immediately because it doesn't really mess with the quantity of your sleep so much as the quality of your sleep. So it interferes with deep sleep, which is like, that stage of sleep you really need if you're trying to get your brain like all resorted out and reset for the next day. It's not the dreaming part. It's not the light sleep part where you kind of hear like stuff that's happening that as you're sleeping. Shit. Yeah, exactly. I can and control caffeine all messes with brain. that, and so you you don't really feel like you've slept. <laughs> what did you say? I said I could go to for some like control of deleting my brain. All right. Well, anyway, I think it's interesting <laughs> that people are so okay with coffee, but like as a society, we're also okay with like, we dismiss sleep. We yeah. say, oh, it's not important. And I think that's bullshit. But we're okay with like, as a society, 
Like, we're okay with caffeine. We're okay with alcohol. Oh, alcohol is fine. Yeah, alcohol fucking, like, causes the worst judgment in the world. Alcohol causes all kinds of problems. I don't know if caffeine is on the same level of, like, you know, liver failure and stuff like that. No. Maybe one day we'll find something. But but that's the point. Is like, that's okay, but microdosing LSD in America and possibly curing bipolar disease or disorder, whatever it's called. <laughs> there's so many like politics and like yeah. economics surrounding which drugs get popular and why and which ones are okay and why and yeah um i guess like speaking of what i just said a lot of slave labor goes into um getting coffee together or it used to um oh never mind i'm not quitting then. it's a it used to <laughs> it's a hard thing to um that's that ego to, to grow <laughs> produce and maintain there's a lot of like trimming of the shrubbery for coffee plants I saw there was like a like a TLC or something like that or Travel Channel where it shows this dude going into like real sketchy fucking places. Was and he like, chasing waterfalls? Maybe, <laughs> but he was going to like really sketchy parts oh, of like Latin fuck? America. Such an old reference. <laughs> Come know? on, I know. Like real sketchy parts, like where it's like I might be running into a cartel or I might be running into corrupt police mm-hmm. in order to get like gourmet coffee beans and shit like that. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was interested because I was obviously going through my my addiction. I was just like, yeah, I could totally see doing this. Have you tried that coffee where like the there's like some like wildcat like uh, eats it and poops it out and then they not no, what the I'm hell not, are you what yeah 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 okay. it's a no. feel like pre digested and pooped out coffee not drinking that is that the name of the label <laughs> they probably use some technical language so right. Ultra filtered coffee. Instead of like shitty coffee. <laughs> Come get Nina, your shitty coffee. It's the shit. Nina and I have three cats. There's absolutely nothing they're eating that I'm brewing. No. Yeah, I've seen what happens there. Yeah. You know, we pick that shit up. Mostly you. But occasionally I even well, pick it up. I, I pick it up like with the scooper. I don't exactly. pick it up with my hands. Like I you know, you know like empty the litter box. And it goes into the trash can. Yeah. You know where it doesn't go? Or does it go in the coffee, coffee pot? Who knows? My, I make the coffee usually. No wonder mine tastes better. All right, I figured it out. So anyways, you introduce, introduce the next uh, yeah, yeah. one let's, or two here. Let's move off of this caffeine thing here. Um, so going to the flip side, what? Nothing. What are you pointing at? Okay. Nothing. Um, so on the one hand, there's caffeine. Why are you pointing at me? You're acting like th- when a producer points at you, it makes you think you're doing something wrong. We have wrong. a running thing where I destroy segues. Oh I, right oh, I see. Oh, I see what you did there. I've like, been doing that for like 95 episodes. Okay, well, we're really good at coming back from that segue destruction. So on the one hand, there's caffeine. Mm-hmm. And then there's an antidepressant, which is kind of like caffeine. But is, that your, is that your comeback segue? I don't segue? know. I don't have anything anymore. You just kind of trailed all, off there. I got all thrown off. Defeated all right. again. Yes. Okay, well, whatever. Segways don't matter. <laughs> well, this. Whatever, man. That's just like <laughs> your just opinion. Stupid. Man. <laughs> your face. <laughs> your mom's face. Your mom's face is an antidepressant. Oh my god. <laughs> what is it about that phrase where like everything is funny? It doesn't matter. Somehow. What, antidepressant? Yeah. No. It's like ingrained in us from our childhood that your mom thing. It's yeah, like your the mom's ultimate. ingrained in my childhood. <laughs> It just works. It does. Your mom works. <laughs> she does. That. I know. <laughs> All right, let's get right, on with here it. Here we go. Okay, yeah. Anyway, this article was really interesting to me because um, I, I think I have a lot of friends who take antidepressants and for various reasons, but like bipolar disorder is one of them. Um, so I guess they're um, 
people have done this study trying to figure out if they can predict if an antidepressant will work for you and if so which one will work for you and that's really interesting because a lot of times people with these disorders um like doctors will go through a series of trials with them to be like oh let's let's get the dosage right on this drug or let's get like the cocktail right with this mix of drugs for you and like the patient is like going through all these side effects and these like failed attempts and you know it's difficult. So if this works for the large majority of the population, it could eliminate all of that, like exhausting, I don't know, in between kind of stuff and just be like, boom, here's the drug that you need based on your brain waves. <clears throat> so they took 300 people who had major depression um, and they looked at their brainwave patterns to try to predict which of those people would most likely respond to the drug. Um, let's see, sertraline, which is Zoloft. Um, citrulline sounds just like like it's like the citrusy orangey Flintstones vitamin. No, but but it's like sertraline. It's more like the, like the Serta mattress, like um, the Serta sleep. You know, <laughs> like. <laughs> well, then I retract my, sounds my way better. Maybe that's the name of the coffee that's pooped out by wildcats. Probably not. Okay. Well, anyway. Anyways. Anyways, all right, so 300 people in the study. Not a big study, but whatever. That's not a small study. I'd say it's like a medium. It's very medium. It's very, very yeah. medium study. Yeah. Okay, so I guess people are excited about this because um, of what I just said, basically. Producer Mike not being one of them, clearly. No, Mike looks like he's super bored over there. Like, I'm sorry we're not talking about caffeine, but, or you know. Cat this poop. Is, we're not talking about fucking too. holograms you can touch and masturbate to. Right. That's so last episode. Yeah. You guys got to go listen to episode 95. It was, a, it was a good one. It's okay. We're also bringing in elements of that episode to this one because they used artificial intelligence to analyze the brainwave patterns from these, you know, volunteers in the study. Um, and I, I think that's probably like a more efficient way to analyze all their patterns and everything else. But um, there was like one pattern of electroactivity that seemed to predict how well a patient would do with Zoloft. And so then they could say like, okay, we should prescribe this drug to them based on their brain waves. It'll probably work. And it did. Um, so that's cool. Yeah. That's fucking rad. Yeah. It, it like cuts out a lot of like unnecessary work and like, um, I don't know, like probably an exhaustive process for the patient to be like, Oh God, here's another drug that doesn't work for me. You right. Know? And you got to try it for months on end for you to <clears throat> yeah, get for used to, like, to it and stabilize. And then, and... and then you got to get off it. So then you got to go through withdrawals and you got to reset and then you yeah. got to start a new one. And you got to ramp up. This is cool. You can just be like, read my brain. You're like, Oh yeah, you're a Zolofter here. Take this one. Or right. like, it's oh, like you... astrology, but with brainwaves, <laughs> AI <laughs> and psychoactive you're, drugs. You're definitely a Scorpio kind of depressed motherfucker. <laughs> right. we're gonna no, that's need, the worst kind. Yeah. yeah. We're going to need a couple of fucking you go hide in a cave for a couple of months. Well, yeah i don't know i think it's cool and yeah, even though like you you get off these drugs you go through withdrawals and like supposedly they're out of your system you have to kind of wonder like how is a person who's tried like eight different antidepressants gonna be different than someone who's tried one that has to do something to your like inner workings i would think yeah maybe you, you know, know how how it elastic be... and your your neural connections and everything are yeah it might have definitely have long lasting effects it might be like it might make it more difficult to help you i think so yeah it'd be cool if they could cut all of that out 
Um, it would be cool if they cut all that out and they just fucking just straight up use magnets or ultrasound and blast it at your are brain. Are you segueing out of the article that I, I may or may right not have been that. finished with? That's an ultra segue. <laughs> I guess it was. Do we need to yeah. backtrack a little bit? No, 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 we don't. I mean, like, it is interesting because they kind of mentioned the ultrasound um, technique in this article that we... Um, so unceremoniously got ripped out of no it's fine i know they they mentioned tms i think the transmagnetic stimulation which is like ultrasound oh but not as ultra a little less soundy as well (laughs) um mike is getting like super bored over here maybe if he's blasting with some ultrasound yeah then he'll he'll feel great perk up a bit no do you need a cup of coffee there, big guy? No, I don't need a cup of coffee. Do you want a little mushroom? A little, little okay. microdose coffee? Oh, okay. A little, a drop okay. of coffee? Okay. So this study happened at the University of Arizona. Um, they In case do, you were wondering. I was wondering. But when I read that, I realized I had to wonder no more. I knew where it happened. <laughs> okay. So they aimed low-intensity ultrasound waves at a particular region of the brain's prefrontal cortex in healthy subjects. That's interesting. So this this study was not full of um, people with severe depression. It was just, I don't know, your healthy individual. And they found that it can elevate the mood. And this is really interesting, I think. Decreases connectivity in a brain network that has been shown to be hyperactive in psychiatric disorders. Um, so they like eliminate, not eliminate, they severely decrease things like worry, anxiety, like over analysis of small events, like that kind of thing. Hell yeah. So I think that's good, you know, cause a I'd lot of people experience that. I think yeah. like an overactive sort of way, like it's okay to be kind of worried about stuff, but if it starts to impact your day and your decision-making, then it gets right. debilitating, you know, and it, it's sort of like, um, make it it says it describes it as a reorganization of brain circuits which i think is kind of cool so in a way it's like lsd in a as way you described of, it but it's ultrasound instead but it's ultrasound yeah it's like i hear ultrasound if you take enough acid it, tell you what i think you imagine that you can hear it yeah, i don't think you can actually it's not like your actual like ears change the way they function when you take lsd they you'll might. become a like another species i don't know all right try okay. it and tell me otherwise nina I don't want to try it. I'm fine. You're satisfied with your I'm satisfied with my non-LSD existence. Yeah. Right. My non-ultrasound hearing ears. You're missing okay. out on so much above that 20,000 hertz threshold. <laughs> you have no idea what's happened to 24,000 I don't hertz. need to know. I hear enough. <laughs> yeah, you've heard okay. enough. This study had 51 student volunteers. 27 male, 24 male. And you they said had 27 male, 24 male? 27 female okay 24 male okay maybe take some lsd and you can like backtrack and hear things in the past and oh i can time travel on lsd i'll tell you what (laughs) they got uh 30 seconds of um the ultrasound or the placebo exposure which did nothing obviously (laughs) which is uh, some person going So this this is kind of just I was wondering like how they would test them. They completed mood surveys before and up until 30 minutes after receiving the ultrasound. So I guess they just answered questions. But yeah. yeah. How are you feeling? Oh, pleasantly high. Right. <laughs> Foaming at the mouth on the couch kind of pleasant. Yeah. What? I'm never going to like not make fun of that. That's the really weirdest worded thing I've ever read. Okay. Anyway, 20 or 30 minutes later, um, they still were feeling great. They had elevated mood scores. Um, 
So nice. That's good. But after that, did they test after that, or did it drop off after that, or they only went up to an hour? So we don't they, know they, like they how like long record. lasting this is. Just like yeah, kind of just get a bump of ultrasound. Just go right? in for your ultrasound every hour. You'll you be get fine. a bump on the bump. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I Come mean, on, Mike. That was clever. Come on. Yeah. yeah. You guys lost me on this one. I'm bored. All right. Mike, why are you? What? Let, let me take you to like, new heights with like the next one. Putting ultrasound directly into your skull. I'm not going to be interested in every. You know what Mike's problem is? He's never like been depressed. No, I don't really have that problem. So this is interesting to you. I think the most depressed he's ever been is when in the middle of these <laughs> During podcasts. this article right now. <laughs> yeah, that's really depressed and that's just bored. Okay, well, um, I mean, elevating your mood can also like, what if you could get rid of your caffeine withdrawal rage? But I already this? got rid of it. Um, yeah, but what if you could have done it faster with ultrasound? Yeah. Ultra faster. I like a challenge. All right, well, whatever. I don't know. I guess we're not going to like take Mike to new heights with any of this stuff. But you know what would take him to new heights? Oh, what's that, Reno? What would take him to new heights? A fucking airplane made out of hemp. That's Say what? what? Yeah. Oh, my exactly. God. Exactly. I've seen Cheech and Chong with the fucking van that was hemp. Yeah, but Weed. this is like, yeah, it didn't end well for him. Yeah, well. That was a movie, this, Mike. This is real life. Yeah, all right. Let's get Come real on. here, this Mike. This is hemp real. Okay. Trying to be serious here, okay? Right. No, there's this. Uh, more serious than this photo here. There's a Canadian. <laughs> a photo of a real airplane, okay? No, I know, but look at him. What? Tool. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Look, all right. What do you think he'd say when if he we... saw a photo of you? Well, let's like, just well, hear that's a how fine, article... That's a fine young woman. I bet she has a fine podcast. I yeah, should give her a listen. That is what he would say. Because he's let's... a nice fella. He's not a tool. Well, nice fella is synonymous with tool. Okay, go ahead. Just let's let's hear how this story goes. Let me See. just let me just hear how his hemp plane goes. Go ahead, Reno. Oh, it goes. Okay. Nowhere. All right. So there's this Canadian uh, cannabis firm called Hemp Earth, and they've designed. A plane that is almost entirely made out of hemp. So oh, almost entirely? That's not impressive. Well, I mean, like, make a window out of hemp, Nina. Let's see you. They can Let's just you weave try. one, can't they? <laughs> no. <laughs> it would be you can't weave window. a yeah, window they're... out of pot. I mean, well, hemp. <laughs> there, oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Almost entirely. Okay. So um, uh, the seats, the wings, the walls of the plane... Even the pillows, they're all Ooh. made from hemp. Even the pillows. That's like the only thing that makes sense. <laughs> they're like, even the pillows are made <laughs> of hemp. Don't worry, folks. The pillows are all hemp. Um, it's, a, it's a small plane. It carries like five people. Oh, uh, they're not going to make any commercial airline jets with this. <laughs> no, you're not flying a fucking 747 made out of fucking pot. Hmm. I mean, hemp. Yeah. Right. Um, but it also runs off of hemp oil. Oh. Oh. Hemp oil. Oh, oh, the fuel grows on trees, literally. Where? Where are uh, there enough? Fucking hemp. Where are there enough hemp trees to fuel this plane? Fucking Canada. Where oh, they Canada. fucking build it? Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. What do you mean where? Like I forgot for a second where this was happening. Like, because I was like, no way the U.S. is gonna allow you to grow a bunch of hemp trees to fuel your airplanes when we can exploit. No, hemp's been legal to grow in the U.S. for the past few years. But like that many trees? Y- yeah, to like fuel airplanes. A couple acres. Yeah, I feel like there's a reason why this is happening in, in like Canada. Like we, we like not... we we throw corn oil uh, ethanol into our into all of our gas. Yeah, I remember hearing that. Yeah, yeah, and like we consume a shit ton of gas. But Anyways. what do we make? Well, okay, I'll ask you that question at the end. Okay, um, so um, hemp is not pot. It's not psychoactive. You can't get stoned off of cannabis. It's the male 
version of the plant the female version is the one you smoke you can't smoke the male one you won't get high um it kind of looks like bamboo a little bit long thin stalks and it's super strong it's what i think it's the strongest natural fiber so when you mix it with uh other plastics or carbon fibers and stuff you get like these really strong polymers and you can get stuff that is like 10 times stronger than steel and yet like really light which is really helpful when you're trying to fly a machine in the air yeah. If it's really, really heavy, it's, you use a ton more fuel. So if it's super light and yet strong, you got yourself a good airplane. <laughs> Until the wind comes along. <laughs> um, this uh, article doesn't say too much more about it. Um, I don't know how much they've actually flown it or tested it, but but they've built it. <laughs> I'm yeah. sure it's high all the time. <laughs> right, actually, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. we built it. didn't say it flies, but you know, we built it's it. It's there. What do you want? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, what do you want? Let's see you build an airplane out of plants. I mean, no one else is going to do that because they know it's a stupid idea. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good idea, you guys, okay. okay? I mean, I get, like, it makes sense if you want a plane that seats five people that has pillows made out of hemp. <laughs> but, like, what? I don't know. I guess. How many airplanes do you have, Nina? How many people can they carry? I guess yeah, I'm, that's what I thought. I guess I'm wondering why this is better than building it out of steel or anything else that we could come up with. Because uh, you got any steel just lying around? Well, I don't have any hemp lying around either. Like, well, what's the difference? It. I guess so. I don't hemp know. Is, hemp is easy to grow and costs very little. That's the big. That's the that's yeah. the biggest thing. It's like it. You grow hemp pretty right. much in any like any climate, any kind of yeah. decent climate. Yeah. Like I mean, you can't grow it like in Alaska or some shit like that, but. Well, you probably in parts of Alaska during certain times of year, but that's the thing. It's just like you could grow hemp in pretty much any decent climate. Does it experience a lot of like um, pests like we would need to crop dust hemp? You might a little bit, yeah. Wouldn't it be funny if we had a hemp plane crop dusting (laughs) the hemp crops? With hemp pesticides? yeah. Synthesized from hemp oil. Like I know there's been like structures like houses and stuff built from hemp that have pr- yeah. been proven yeah, to be very durable, very like, strong. Very durable, like very strong. Earthquake resistant very, probably. Very cheap to well, let's produce. not push it here. I mean, it's I feel not, like it's not, not a magical yeah. formula here. Uh, but no, it's, uh, it's also really great insulation. Yeah. yeah. Long lasting. Mm-hmm. You know, like 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 there are the non toxic. We like paper from hemp would probably save on fucking tons of money tons of not so, really because we have to yeah. grow it somewhere we, we have to, to grow, grow the hemp it's, we have to like okay, grow out it stuff. grows like a weed it grows super duper yeah, fast we where are we getting our paper from it. right now though well yeah we have to have room to grow your paper from gigantic trees yeah, yeah. but the trees are already there but where but the thing about that <laughs> not when you cut them down <laughs> how long does not. it t- how long does it take to grow a tree versus hemp the, I don't the, know. The amount of time is. I'm not that hemp expert. It grows. Room. It grows like I, ten to twelve feet in like several in just a few months. Yeah. Okay. Versus a tree takes fucking like twenty forever. years. Yeah. You know. I just I feel like it's too easy of a solution. There's got to be something. Yeah, it's, it's a pretty wonderful plant. It's actually. But pretty, why aren't we using it then? Because more always, than we already. There's are. always been this because it's been illegal till yeah. So it's been illegal till the past couple of years. And yeah. plus, I mean, think about all the people that probably like. like like, why don't we have, like, a different type of burnable energy in our vehicles? You think the oil industry just wants us to magically start using something other than what they're producing on a regular yeah, basis that's made them billions of dollars? 
There's tons of reasons why it's not getting greenlit. Yeah, but no I don't think that like the paper industry is like the oil industry. And, and, like well, what's holding more, back hemp besides well, like, like the said, economic problems like the, in the history the legal of it stipulations. Being illegal. Like I mean, yeah. think about it, like it mo- there's still states out there that they treat marijuana illegally. Yeah. Like yeah. not every state, not every state has legalized it. Federally, it's still illegal. It's still a Schedule One narcotic. Yeah. So, I mean, there you go. Just that stipulation right there pumps the brakes on using it for things like home building or or vehicle building or, or any airplanes. other. Kind of, yeah. You know, like, there you go. We I probably wouldn't so. have a toilet paper crisis right now if we had hemp toilet paper. I don't know if I'd want to use hemp toilet paper. Your butt would get that high. That sounds too strong. Your butt would get high. Oh, we're already spaced out. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm reading more about the art. I'm reading like the comments underneath, and they're Uh-oh. saying that it's all... Are they all encouraging? No. Mm-hmm. no. They're saying he's a fraud, that the yeah. plane hasn't been built. It's not made out of completely hemp. Well, yeah. Well, but probably like, not, but there's... Right, but there's, but the, if right a, exactly. If a big portion of it is made out of hemp, that's called a hemp plane. Yeah, right, exactly. You know, it's like, yeah, we get it, dude. You had to put some carpet in there. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Well, the carpets could be made out of hemp, but... All right, well, whatever. Like, the the light bulbs. Jesus, who cares? Well, actually... No, uh, just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> but, yeah, the, that's the thing. It's like, right there is a great example of why hemp doesn't really move forward. People just yeah, want Yeah, because you can't make an LED out of it. Yeah, you there can't you just... You, but that's the thing. It's like, all these comments are shitting on the, even the possibility of this being truth. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just a stipulation... There's just a stipulation behind it. And that's a part of the thing that you said. Hemp isn't even weed. It's the male part of the plant. You can't smoke it. I mean, you could, but you're not going to get what you want out of it. They just need to open up their minds, man. Yeah. Yeah. Take more LSD, then you'll believe in this hemp plane. Go smoke the chick plant so that you realize what you can do with a dude plant. That perfect summary right there. There you go. (laughs) Oh my God, these comments. Did you name her Mary Jane? (laughs) Yeah, see, the, there's a real stupid, like... It's like, doesn't just, even make sense. Like, I mean, I guess it could make sense, but, like, I don't know. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. There you go, people. Uh, that's That pretty much wraps up our, our episode on various drugs and states of consciousness and mm-hmm. such. Our so, uh, go drink a cup of coffee or don't and blast the front of your forehead with sound waves or magnets if you're not feeling very good yeah or just take a little nasal spray of mushrooms but don't snort mysterious white powders right make sure it's cocaine first haven't people watched (laughs) pulp fiction like right there's a whole like section of that movie that gives you a really good reason of why you should know what drug you're taking yeah yeah know what you're taking and take acid in small doses very small doses <laughs> unless you want to unless you're bpd then fuck that shit up <laughs> all right thanks for listening to just one other uh, episode of six degrees of rumination i'm your host reno gorman along with nina boyd and the producer mike good night <laughs>